No, I'm telling you, he was hitting himself. You heard me. I asked him over and over again. Why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Ah, crap, I go through every single day. All right, all right. Let's do this then. All right, mic check. And simple saucy serenades and such. A simple saucy serenades and such. All right, I think we are. I think we're good to go. A tale eerily reminiscent of a fable oldest time, about a journey partaken by a mighty young paragon by the name of Michael, a name that elicits visions of the mighty archangel that both defeated and defended in the name of his one and only true love. So as did Michael, who's the main player in our epic tale of adventure and fortune, of bravery and fear, of innocence lost and paramour found. Accompanied stride for agonizing stride by his loyal companions. All but one of his compatriots named spoken time after time in increasingly elaborate action sequence after feat of daring. Forgotten and lost to time, just as absent-minded flames forget about their once burning passion for hunks of precious dried timber. Brandon, both the senior and prodigal son, whose estimation of his younger sibling Michael teetered on belittlement. Yet, in an unforeseen time of immense strife, the elder Walsh, stands proudly, almost boastfully, side by side with the misfit murder of Ronan. Ancestral homes on the verge of vanishing from beneath their very feet, word of a grand secret with a far greater potential for wealth, just beckoning the fearless and fearlessly foolhardy with the siren's sweet sucker. With an accompaniment of evil so vile that a true love spilled forth like the bursting of a million hearts, the love of a son for his mother is without mercy and without a single shred of benevolence, then chained away like a dirty secret. A secret that, if found, is feared to hold power to enhance or at the same time destroy the name of the tyrannical shadows that show their hand when convenient. But power and strength are not the same species, nor genus, nor ilk, nor cloth. Power is earned by intimidation and oppression. Strength, positioned at the furthest point as can be traveled when your destination is confined to the brighter side of a coin, is earned through the faith that you give the intricate apparatus, invented by the ingenuity of an exceptional individual's data. Strength is won through the hypnotic rhythm of a sensual distraction performed by the unlikeliest of lump. Well, no, chunk, made man. Strength is championed by the mouth that brings joy and laughter to those in dire need and facing hopeless odds. Most importantly, though, strength is shared by all those who fight to turn dark to light. Fear to bravery. Deficiencies to fortitude. Those whose only aim in this life is to shamble at a sloth's speed. To satiate a sweet tooth and become a truly superman. No matter the cost. Now, if this tale of heroism and triumph tickles your curiosity, and if it's created an insatiable thirst for more, well, you should just probably go watch The Goonies. Because... I just told you the story of, of yeah, it's it's the Goonies. What I yeah. And now, for your listening pleasure, a young Japanese woman sings a riveting rendition of Cindy Lauper's theme from the Goonies. Because if it's good enough for you, it's good enough for me. It's good enough.
Hey, I'm Jason Rambo. And I'm Chris Barrio. And you're listening to See No, Hear No, Speak No. UFOs, Conspiracies, Murder. And this is the continuation of the Gateways to the Underworld and Hell episode. Side B. Yeah, that's right, that's right. So technically this is uh, episode 2B, or 2.5, or 2 Junior. But <laughs> it's time to get on, because this is where the interesting stuff takes place. So, Chris, you want to jump right on in? Yeah, man, I actually uh, had one little thing to clear up, jumping back into it. Um, a little correction? Yeah, just a little one. Uh, on a side a of this episode uh i kept saying that that the names of the places loosely translated to these other names and it's not a, a entirely correct they were just also called that however oh, okay. the plutonian actually does loosely translate uh to uh hellgates because uh of the correlation of hades and pluto, and, and pluto. being basically synonymous as well as the the lands so pluto being the lord of the underworld and the the plutoan gates would be the gate to the underworld exactly okay sounds good so 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 there were there were just other names for mostly like uh the place that was also known as uh foxhole and things like that it was right that name didn't translate into foxhole it was just also known as foxhole Actually, or possibly. Uh, I, I think that 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 word actually does translate because that's actually a Greek word. I, now I didn't actually look it up, but yeah, I think uh, what, what, what that one was um, Alipotrypa. Yes. I think that one actually Alipotrypa. does translate to foxhole. But the original, the other name for that one is the. Let's see, where was that? Oh yeah, that's the caves of Deros. So that one was called the Hell Caves, and uh, yeah, Alipotrypa, I believe, actually does mean foxhole, but it, right, it was right. some of the other ones. Um, anyway, moving right along. Then. Yeah, man, whisk Ooh. us away to our first exciting locale. Where's it at? Where are we going? Uh, well, we're going to jump into uh, talking about some volcanoes, and we're going to start in Iceland because... Awesome. Uh, yeah, volcanoes were were always revered, you know, uh, because they're hot and they're lava and, and red they're dangerous and they're unknown how they work and just you everything know, about them are scary and you have to think to appease them because if they're just going to blow up like a dad at a red-headed stepchild, then, you know, you have to figure out a way to clean its underwear before it gets home from work so it's not angry <laughs> at you, you know? Gross. You know, it, it's the Earth God being pissed and and spitting at you and all that fun stuff. So Indeed. nobody wants any part of that. And you know, red has always been the color of uh, what do they call it? And there's some there's a word for the the. It's McDonald's? not really a science. No, no, it's not really a science. But it's that that whole color therapy thing. Well, I know exactly what you're talking you about. Know, it, in high school, soothing. It, yeah, in high school when I took um, uh, psychology, uh, we went through the different colors and and what they uh, represented and and what feelings they they uh, elicit 
and uh, yellow and red were for like the yellow makes people hungry and the red makes you want to be in and out quickly because it does mm-hmm. get you angry uh, green and blue like uh, my my teacher back then suggested if you were on a diet to replace your light bulb in your refrigerator with a green or a blue bulb because you would open it up yeah. and it makes food look unappetizing and uh, that, that shit works that shit works so yeah it, you would think oh just a a stupid color is not gonna, you know, tell me what to do. But yeah, stupid colors know. tell tell everybody what to do subliminally every single day. So yeah, psychology is awesome. It's such a fun subject. Yeah, Pe- yeah, because you want to think that you're time. smarter and you have control, but you don't. Oh no, everybody's oh, brain no. is is basically wired the same, unless you're a complete sociopath or psychopath, and then even then they're wired the same. So. They're it's just, just missing a few connections here and there. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a roadmap to to explain why you think the way you think what you think. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I could see the the red magma, you know, really scaring the shit out of people just because that's a real primal thing. It's the color of blood. Sure. It's the color of fire. And sure. it's the color of pain and death. So, yeah. Blood. That's exactly what it was. It's exactly what it was. So, so this particular uh, volcano is called Hecla, and Hecla has been around for a long, long, long time in uh, there in Iceland. So, there, there's actually been several um, writings and and accounts of of Hecla. Uh, people traveling here okay. and there, and they would write about you know the volcano, and and originally. Um, the native people didn't think of it in the way that it's portrayed by the writings because the native people weren't Christian. The people that wrote about it in passing were all monks here and there. Okay. So they were all Christian on their, their pilgrimage trying to bring, you know, and spread the word and everything. So, so they're going to yeah, they're, they're gonna interpret it the way that their Christian mind wants to interpret it, not the way that right. they the, the savage locals would right and and you know and, and originally you know with the locals it was more of a respect thing but uh, the, it's the Spanish uh, Christians and everything and they bring uh, the fear you know they, they bring fear with them so they are the ones who brought the uh, the idea that it could swallow you whole and that Satan is down there and you know all this crazy shit that the natives were never thinking about before like so, being naked is wrong <laughs> right shit like that so okay so you got uh the monk herbert de clairvaux uh in 1180 and he i'm guessing he was from france yeah it sounds like a french name to me yep. and uh so he wrote in a book about it called uh liber de miraculous um, he said that the, the renowned fiery cauldron of Sicily, which men call Hell's Chimney, is but a small furnace compared to an enormous inferno. And that's saying something. It's a big-ass volcano. Right. You know, and Sicily is just an island. This is, uh, I guess so is Iceland, but it, it must be much, much larger. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, you know, you had a few other writings. Uh, you had, actually, uh, the monk Benedict called it the Eternal Prison of Judas in a poem that he wrote, which was... Wow. Yeah, that, that's a pretty interesting that statement. That tells you that it was serious if he's like, wow, the, the 
biggest criminal our our church has ever known, like that would be the perfect prison for him. You know what I mean? He's a bad so that's guy. that's wow. Like I want to look up this this volcano. I mean, I was actually like, this is yes, this shows how dumb I actually am. Is I was about to ask Chris, hey, is it still around? <laughs> it's a goddamn mountain with a hole in it that spits fire. <laughs> like, yeah, they don't go away super duper easy. So, yeah. and I mean, you you get the wonders of Bjork while you're there. Oh, visiting the a wonders. giant. The many, many wonders of Bjork. Like that Good guy giant. that you can see online that shoots himself in the head for her while he's listening to her music. You ever see that? Ooh. No, no, I've never seen it. Oh, but I have big... seen the videos of her like trying to do the YouTube thing where she's like taking apart a TV. She's so cute. <laughs> she's so goddamn cute. She's in, like in, she's like in, in her sixties and she's still so cute. In a way, in a way, <laughs> she's an interesting character. She's a, she's a so. nymph, man. She's she is the pixie dream girl that I don't really have dreams about. But yeah, she's just some like wood nymph that's like been around since the Viking Age. That's that's why that's how I see her. So back to uh, the the giant ass uh, fire hole. What's going on with that? Yeah, the big fire hole. Well, I mean, it's Judas uh, is there. Yeah, Judas is there, and and that's pretty much all he mentioned about that. He was writing a poem about it, and mm. and that's pretty much how he described it as being like the gateway to hell. You know, this is where Judas lies. Um, <clears throat> apparently, around 1341, uh, a medieval Icelandic manuscript reported that large birds had been seen flying over the vol- uh, into the volcano, excuse me, not over, into the volcano. And that's just weird accounts because why the hell would birds want anything to do with flying into a volcano ever? Um, it, I don't know. Like, it's, uh, I don't know. Like, maybe it's really cool in there and we'll just never know. Because we're I mean, all the only thing afraid I can of volcanoes of and stuff. Is the noxious gases just like in yeah. in the Plutonian? <clears throat> perhaps they they fly over and get a, a and just get knocked and, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that's all I can think of. But or even the time, just the in, the intense heat. I mean, that's. I mean, I, I, I know, could, I know. Birds' feathers are affixed to their bodies, but I mean, they also use uh, you know different drafts and things like that and i would think that you know you get this intense heat out of nowhere from under you it, it could take your lift right away uh because yes people i am not an aeronautics engineer but i mean <laughs> i am a speculator of wild things and that's what i'm saying is that it was really hot they were flying by their wings melted just like uh, icarus and they fell well you know it's funny though uh, the, the reason that i think more on the noxious fume uh Re, uh, idea is mm-hmm. because um, you know birds are actually very very susceptible to fumes that humans and other animals don't even pick up or aren't even right. bothered by. And I mean and that would be why um, we use uh, canaries in coal mines, correct? Uh, yeah, well that and and more recently actually, um, if you have pet birds, be careful of the types of materials that your pans are coated with because some of those do give off a toxin in the air that doesn't harm humans but it will kill your birds if they're locked in like closed in the house with it oh yeah yeah your birds will fall down dead if you're if you're cooking with a certain type of uh teflon coated pan i don't have birds uh per se but uh 
a friend of my my mother's uh, does, and uh, she bird watches quite often. Uh, so you know, there's cooking in the house with the the bird in there all the time, and and she's not used to it. So that's good to well, know. It's good to know. It's so funny. It, it's it only yeah. certain types. Yeah, you really got to mm. do some research on it because they yeah. they don't obviously it's not advertised on the box that this kills birds. But uh, I've actually um, like with an exclamation of, point behind it and like a big smiley right. face. Right, it's got its own little diamond fucking symbol of a of a bird with the X's for the eyes and shit. Yes, uh, <laughs> lay it on its back. Now, I actually had a a, a couple of ex girlfriends that were vet techs, and I myself was a kennel tech way, way, way back in the day. Right, right. and that was uh, just a story that I had heard in passing of a person that brought their bird in to mm. uh, the clinic that one of my exes worked at, and that was the that that's what the deal was so huh, yeah watch, watch out for that yeah, um so yeah getting back into it this was a this this was a pretty well active volcano uh which i guess continued to fuel the fun stories about hell being being angry and you know trying to swallow the land and all that fun stuff right. so apparently it had more than 20 serious eruptions in what kind Since, of time frame uh, since 18, excuse me, 874 AD. Oh, wow. Okay. Quite a while ago. It's a good little, good little bit ago, a little over a thousand years ago. But, it, but it's 20, a good, it's a good start at, of recorded history. Yeah, sure. Know? I mean, in, in any, in any standards for uh, a celestial body, a thousand mm-hmm. years is nothing. Right. You know? Right. So 20 eruptions. I mean, that's, that's pretty good pretty big numbers i would think and it's funny too because uh they they're pretty sure that it died out it it calmed down quite a bit it died out right around the 19th century but local Mm -hmm. folklore still mentions seeing witches gathering around the peak during easter time around easter time even yeah you know that's that's the spring um equinox Equinox. i believe equinox very cool, man. That's uh, that's awesome. It's that an interesting awesome. one. Uh, this next one's even cooler. Also a volcano. I wanted to, you know, keep theme there. Okay, and, where are you uh, whisking us away to this time? We're gonna jump on over to Japan. Yeah, talk about. Hey, I love Japan. And let me just start by saying, because this is side B, these are not Japan's history and and. The different types of religions and all the things that have it's gone so down in crazy, Japan. awesome, and intricate, and there's so much to all of it. So much. So much. So I tried to pick ones that, that weren't going to be three-part episodes all by themselves. Right. Right. So, <laughs> uh, so okay. So we're going to go to Mount Osore. Okay. Osore. Awesome. O-S-O-R-E. All right. And mm-hmm. it's not actually a mountain at all. Like I said, it's a volcano. But mm-hmm. it's one of the eight in a string of uh, volcanoes called the Soma volcanoes. Oh, wow. Okay. So uh, it's, it's uh, like part of a belt. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so last reported to have a uh, last reported eruption over 10,000 years ago. And I say reported oh, only shit. because that, that's really just the evidence that we found. And that's what gotcha. we... Like we can figure that out through carbon dating and things. It's our reports. It's gotcha. not... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but the area is still covered in what are called fumaroles or fumaroles. Uh, it, they're basically just little holes in the ground. 
like okay. like little mini, not really geysers because they don't shoot giant sulfuric water out of them or mm-hmm. whatever. It's it, they're just where the gases and the shit can seep out. Little, uh, like, are uh, they like hole holes or cracks or like they super deep holes? Like you could step in one and, and like lose your leg. And uh, they're varying sizes, but nothing as big as a geyser. I don't believe it. Okay. But yeah, you could definitely step in them, but you're gonna know they're there. They hiss okay. and and are steamy and stuff like that uh, it's actually a, a really cool area because the the volcano has um it's like i said it, it's last erupted over ten thousand years ago so now it's covered in with what with now what's called a, a caldera which is when the volcano i guess the bottom floor of the, of the has cooled so okay. now it's now gathered water and there's a wow. lake in wow. it Okay. So this is called a caldera. I was just and about to ask, is this somewhere where like uh, hot springs are really prevalent or anything like that? Uh, this is uh-huh. very much a touristy area, yes. Oh, okay. Uh, although, it's it's weird because it is still a volcano, so you got to be careful. But yeah. <laughs> um, it's, not as, it's not as weird as the next one, but we'll get to that. So, okay, so Lake Usure, U... Usori, excuse me. Lake Usori is the name of the lake that is the caldera inside of the volcano itself. And there's, you don't want to swim in there. That one is very acidic. Alone would be, yeah, I would, you'd burn everything. Very acidic. But there is a little stream coming to it, which fits into our fun little legends. Now, Mm -hmm. uh, on the grounds, there is a Soto Zen Buddhist temple. That, mm-hmm. that was built uh, called Bodaiji is the name of the temple it claims to have been established around 862 AD uh, by the famed monk Enin um, it's a cool landscape you know it, it's just the way lava cools and it sets like hardened liquid like uh, you know like glass maybe sometimes in certain areas it, it's I say glass because you know how glass, molten glass does, and and if it cools and and volcanic glass is absolutely one hundred percent a thing. It's really cool looking. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, the the little brook that leads into the the lake inside the caldera uh, was equated to the Sanzu River, which in one of the Japanese religion folklores uh the the Sanzu river basically is the same thing as any of the five that lead into hades uh it's your general the soul has to go and take this trip on the river before it can get to the afterlife sort of scenario okay. so it's their so, river yeah. sticks right right uh, so yeah that, that's only one of the five <laughs> what, what's what's their come sail away oh the if Japanese, that's their river ooh, sticks, the what's the Japanese come sail away? You know, um, I wouldn't doubt that the Japanese do a version of that song. I mean, they're so oh, into see, karaoke. I, see, I, would, we, I think we just found, if I can find that, I think we just found the uh, the, the theme song for this episode. <laughs> I, need to, I need to find some Japanese man karaokeing Come Sail Away by Sticks. Okay, sorry, continue. I'm just so good for just pulling you right off track. If we were Hilarious. just on one of those trains that go over like a big canyon, we'd both die because I'd be with you. 
No, that's perfect though. I would love I would love to see that video if and when you can find it. Indeed. Um, so the coolest thing about this place is that um, Bodaiji, the temple, mm-hmm. way back in the day, you remember in the in the first part of this episode we talked about the um, the Necromantian at Ephira. Or I certainly Ephira, do, because you said it just like that. Yes, I do remember <laughs> that. So uh, that was the one where the oracles of the dead were housed. Well, Bodaiji was very similar to that in that it also held, housed oracles of the dead. Uh, okay. And they were known as Itako. Um, they were traditionally, traditionally blind, which okay. is this interesting... Asian motif. I'm not sure what what the deal is there, but traditionally these guys were blind, and uh, they had to go through so much more spiritual training and purification rituals than than the Greeks did. You know, the the Asians are, are a very disciplined and focused right. people. It seems when it comes to their to to certain things that they that they base their fucking lives on. They yeah, absolutely. Are, the most impressive people to me but okay so continuing on well, there's yeah, dedication so there's dedication that you can't is, find it, elsewhere like at all it's it's so impressive so strange the, the fun thing is is that yeah you can go and visit it and in modern times these itako still exist and they mm-hmm. still are there at the temple now they're not generally blind anymore but nor can they fool you into making you think that you can talk to the dead. But Yeah, true. True, true. <laughs> uh, but they do, uh, for touristy types of scenarios, they do uh, annually hold an autumn and a summer festival uh, called mm-hmm. the Taco Tasai Taisai, and it is a hot spring resort. That, so, that's always always been a dream of mine is to go to a uh, like a summer or spring festival in Japan just because fuck, man. the the whole community's out there to to experience it. They all look forward to it for for weeks and weeks, and it's Hell this big yeah. beautiful thing where everybody dresses in their you know uh, not ceremony garb, ceremonial garb, but uh, traditional garb, and uh, it's got to look like a the cherry blossom festival has always been oh like, my god that that's a bucket list thing for me i want to i want to go sit on a goddamn blanket in the middle of a field while just beautiful cherry blossoms rain on me and i get to look at beautiful asian women that's it i can't die a happy man until i get to china and japan i'm i'm just gonna put that out there and, and in actuality i i know i mentioned this in the first episode i it is my life's goal to travel the world and I need to go see all of these temples and all of these places that we're eventually going to talk about uh, because of my favorite subject they they just keep popping up so um, eventually if we ever get to be lucky enough to make money off of doing this you know maybe we can do some kind of of tour where we get to go to Japan and China and well, I I I would skip China and go to Korea. It's just a lot easier to breathe. But I hear you. <laughs> I enough. hear you, and I'd I'd love to go all over the place, man. So yeah, check but out anyway. Thailand. So right, it's, it's a hot springs. They have festival out there, and it's super fun. Yeah, well, I mean that that's pretty much it. it it's just a it it's basically just a filled in volcano. But it was it was likened yeah. to being a, a gateway to hell. 
because of the river leading into the acidic lake uh, right. being likened to the Sanzu River and and all that fun stuff. And so, how many years ago did you say? It was like 10,000 oh, years ago. Uh, I think you said eight two. Yeah, eight. Yeah, but eight it last erupted wow. over ten thousand years ago. Oh wow! Wow. So yeah, that's that's why it's all nice and cooled in now because the the little holes that had popped up everywhere mm-hmm. from the We're almost uh, like had, vents. Exactly, so, they're allowing the steam to escape so so that the the main portion of it isn't erupting and trying yeah, to that kill seems, them anymore. That seems like uh, something you'd be able to uh, confidently say, uh, we don't really have to worry about this one anymore, you know? It's more manageable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, well. Cool. I mean, shit, they built a hot springs around it. Yeah. And a <laughs> yes, for, they did. A temple yes, they in did. 862. That's over a thousand years this temple has, sti- has stood wow. without being damaged. That That's one of the all. biggest things that I, I really, really love about Asian culture, uh, Japanese in particular, but I mean, China has this even more, really, is the uh, the sheer age of their culture. Oh, my God. Uh, where you can, you can go to Japan and see a, a temple that's been there for thousands and thousands of years and, and, and India that's, as well I'm, I'm so um, so jealous of that because the oldest thing we can find here I mean yes we have uh, you know uh, Native American cave paintings and things like that mm-hmm. but the oldest thing of our culture that we can find here is you know like Thomas Jefferson's house kind of yeah. and yeah, yeah. yes that's cool and yes that's old but I mean sure. I want to see shit that's been around since before America was even thought of as a place. Like you see at the end of Apocalyptico when you see, you know, Columbus's men or whatever Spanish conquistadors men, you know, going onto the shores of of this, you know, native stone-aged basically Mm -hmm. people. And you think to yourself, wow, it's like uh, Spain had already had this civilization that came to uh, crossing a giant ocean as a seafaring people and you know if you think back to where they came from they have streets with neighborhoods with homes and then they pull up on this beach and there's these people that still live in the jungle oh, well yeah. just think 8,000 years before that when you were when Japan had the same thing and people were you know the feudal times were going on in, in Europe where you know they had very small villages but you know they had a castle with a king and you know they didn't they still didn't have these things yet and i I just love the older the civilization and the older things that are there that i can actually touch and feel with my hands that's what gets me that's what gets me going man that's what gets me so cool and as much as i don't want to deal with the uh the the travel bug and i mean the stomach issue travel bug that, I mean, that happens when revenge. you go to, yes. to certain countries that, that your stomach just can't adapt to because right. of, you know. But India is Oof. one of the richest cultural but it's so lands. so crowded and dirty. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, aside from those portions of it that I really don't want to deal with, I would love to go see all those temples yeah. that just blow my fucking mind. And, and truthfully, out. and truthfully, if we're if we're being real here, India's pretty rapey too. Is it? Yo, is it? Yeah. I mean, not oh. maybe not to you and I, because um, I mean, I don't know. We're good looking dudes. You never know. Well, but I mean, it's uh, it's pretty bad. But you know, I, I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. Just like it's as long as we can stop by Angkor Wat while we're. 
you know, going yeah. through Indonesia and shit. I'm down. But anyway, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's it, Cambodia. So that's we'll talk more about right this there. on our travel show called Jason and Chris Go Where? <laughs> yeah, and you were you were mentioning, you know, the Spaniards and all this crazy shit. I, I actually had to cut the Mayans out of this this part B here because it's just entirely too much and too right. fucking crazy and well, too amazing. Maybe we can revisit that in its own episode. We can revisit. I think we're gonna uh, have know, to, man. I'm gonna have to because split it when up you into when several. you said that you had the Mayans, you know, locked and loaded, like I got excited because for the same reason I love Apocalypto. It's it's this civilization that is just so goddamn alien, but technically was around when you know we were writing books and yeah. shit you know and that's that's insane Crazy. to me they had stone age people sitting around a fire at night hunting for their food yeah while in europe you could go down to the store and and buy a, a slice of meat and bring it home by candlelight and cook it and have, sit around a table with your family and eat dinner <laughs> you know right. but they're being you know caught by slavers to to kill on their giant pyramids it, it, that's another thing is that that's a stone age civilization that was here so so close a time ago and we killed them all through disease as well so like it's kind of hard to see a whole lot of them nowadays like so assholes. so you, you got your third one ready to go yeah man we're gonna stick around in japan for a little bit and we're all gonna right. we're gonna check out this place called chinoike jigoku which right. uh, actually does translate mm-hmm. to uh, the bloody hell pond. There is a very famous old Japanese movie called Jingoku. Um, I suggest everyone watch it. It's about these this group of people. Uh, this young man uh, goes to visit his father in a uh, like a kind of a retirement community that he's in. Uh, oh, that he kills a guy in a car the night before with his friend so he he gets out of town to go stay with his father and all kinds of crazy shit happens there and basically everyone involved ends up in hell and it's this trippy uh, almost Salvador Dali-esque hellscape that they're in and just how they have to deal with what they've done. Because the main character guy, he wasn't driving the car that killed the guy. He didn't <laughs> hurt anybody. He didn't kill anybody. Uh, he didn't cheat on his lover or anything like this. And when and he's in hell, and he's like, why am I in hell? You know, what did I do? And he's like, well, it's your complacency that put you here kind of deal. But uh, anyway, it's a old black and white. It's beautifully shot. It's even nice. It's written even better. But check it out. It's called Jingoku, and it's that is hell. So yeah, when you said that, that, that popped that in my head because it's great. Nice. Chinoike Jigoku, the bloody hell pond, is uh, <clears throat> located in Beppu City, Japan. Uh, it's actually a series of nine hot springs, and this one in particular, the bloody hell pond, is named as such. Uh, because it has iron oxide um, ah. deposits on the bottom of it, so and it's the cool got thing reddish brown it, water then right, and the cool thing is that all nine have different deposits on the bottom, so they 're all a different wow. color that 's cool naturally it 's very like, cool like are they close enough like uh have like 
can pictures be taken of the, the different colored ponds next to each other kind of deal? I don't think so. I think they're, they're mm. big enough to be like basically hot all, each an individual hot spring sort gotcha. of thing and they're, gotcha, they're gotcha. within walking distance of each other. That would be cool as shit to visit short. too, just to go visit yeah. each different colored hot spring. It also it is is now a hot spring resort and you can buy the mud from oh, it wow. from some That's of the cool. ponds and, and cool. things like that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Uh, what's even cooler okay. is some of the some of the interesting little legends about it. Uh, it was mentioned in Buddhist texts as early as 700 AD, right? So the pond itself is presided over by a collection of sculpted demons. Some of them were carved into the rocks that are around it. Some of them are like little statues and shit. There's like mm-hmm. uh, like a post in the ground to tell you what its name, what the pond's name is. Right, and, right. You know, beware and stuff. But it's a bunch of, like a nice little menagerie of demons that are just hanging out around this pond. And, uh... <clears throat> They basically likened it to the bloody pits of hell, you know? Mm-hmm. It's red. It's murky. Can't see in it. We have <laughs> it's no idea that what's you, in there. If somebody weren't there to say, no, it's cool, like, uh, you wouldn't want to go in. Otherwise. Right, no, that's, that's <laughs> some creepy shit. No, I'm not, I'm not going in there. Indeed. Um, it is, actually, it holds a temp of about 78 degrees Celsius, which, ooh, I need to look that up. I never actually did that. Oh, did the math and, from Celsius yeah, to Fahrenheit on that? Yeah. Well, you keep talking, I'll do it. Go okay. Ahead. So, 78 yeah, degrees, right? Yep, 78 degrees Celsius. It's supposed to hold a, a temperature of 78 degrees Celsius, which apparently is pretty hot because there's some stories about it that said it was sometimes used to torture prisoners before boiling them alive. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, so, wow. That's a pretty interesting story, and and it's got to be hot enough to really piss you off to to use it as torture before boiling. Yeah. Oh uh, well, it is one hundred and seventy-two point four degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, that one's so hot. So yeah, that for maybe like a quick dip, not bad. Yeah. But that's like having to sit in the hottest hot tub, sands the bubbles, uh, filled with iron. So, it yeah. wouldn't kill you, but it would suck a lot. Oh God, man! You oh yeah, that'd be bad. It's like I don't know, seventy-five degrees in my house, and I'm sweating. Yeah, I mean, the question is, what were they boiling them alive in? Because I mean, ah. it could have that could have been anything too. If if you're torturing them with water, well, granted, you know, it's water with iron oxide, but still, water boils at two hundred and twelve degrees Fahrenheit. That much Ooh. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does get over that, obviously. So, yeah. at least two hundred and twelve, and that's one hundred and seventy-eight. You said, yeah, uh, no, one hundred. Wow, fresh, fresh out the spring. Yep, that's crazy. That's <laughs> a crazy story. So yeah, there's there's not a whole lot that I that I was able to actually dig up on that. That was that was pretty much it for that one. But still, a pretty cool spot. You know, you yeah, can, uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it, it, if. You know, people are in the area. Check it out, man, because that sounds like, especially with all the statues and shit that surround it and guard it and things like that. Like, yeah, that, that's an experience and a half, man. I mean, it's it's weird enough having like my rubber ducky stare at me while I'm in the bath. I mean, I get yeah. I, I I get shy. I get shy fast. So I don't know how I would do with a bunch of demons staring at me. 
Uh, but I think I'd get over it because that sounds awesome. I mean, you know, at, at least I can use my dick. So, yeah, I think I could get over that. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, uh, you know, everything in Japan is old as shit for the most part and yes. has tons of history. So I'm pretty much guaranteeing there's a lot more history to find, to know right. or to learn about this place. Even just in the other there. springs that are, that are sure. uh, involved yeah. with Oh, it. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I mean, the they other have springs a, all have stories, too. Yeah, I was about to say, they have a story for everything, and uh, someone that died there, or someone that killed someone there, and someone that triumphed over this there, or some magical... Super rich so, history. Some, and... some magical, I don't know, let's say, like a, a sailor from the moon, maybe, you know, with, like, long blonde hair. Maybe she, like, I don't know, took a dump there one time or something, but it was, like, the best dump ever. It yeah. was like the best magical sailor from the moon, blonde-haired girl dump you'd ever seen. There is actually a pretty interesting ancient Japanese story about a woman showing up from the sea. Um, but that's for a whole nother episode. I cannot go into that. We'll, we'll have to have a, a Japanese folklore episode. Oh, my goodness. And this you and I one... both seem to be pretty into... Uh, to Japanese culture and, and lore. Man, and like, like I said, let me reiterate that that there's so many other places in Japan that, that have been revered or mentioned as being uh, a gateway to the underworld or just, just got really kick-ass demon Esque type mm. history about it, um, and which is also the reason that I did not add China into this side B of this uh, ep- episode topic as well, because China is Jesus. Y- you can you it's can talk yeah. about China for the rest of your life and never go over all of it. it it's indeed. so much. So I, I, I once heard, or am completely making up right this second, that in China you can't throw a rock without hitting something sacred or having thrown a rock that was sacred to begin with. I don't so, doubt it. So, yeah, that yeah, it makes sense. Or even hit a grave and mm-hmm. just where somebody died. So much history, it's insane. So, all right, moving right along, we're going to jump out of Japan, and we're going to come... Oh, no, I'm drowning! Right here to the U.S., actually, for a more modern-day... All right, Coast Guard saved me. (laughs) Now, these are actually uh, the gates to biblical hell. Okay, so this is is white people finding a scary hole and being like, Satan's on down in bed and he's in there. Uh, It's worse. It's worse. Oh, wonderful. Because that that was bad, what I just did. Yeah, so. no, yeah, this is this is so much worse. To be honest, I almost didn't throw this in, but I had to do it just for the modern day sake. And we actually have several other modern day uh right scenarios. I mean, one of these days maybe we'll talk about the 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 stairway the stairways in the woods. I don't know if you've ever heard of that phenomenon. I don't believe I have. It's Mm-mm. fucking crazy, but apparently all over the country, there are just stairways in the middle of the woods that lead to nothing. As if there so, was a house there. These are like indoor stairways. So like so art installation type shit? Like a guerrilla artist kind of deal? Kind of, yeah, but... But dumbasses walk past it and they're like, oh my god, 
stairs. They, well, the they've they've clearly been there for quite a while. They're they're well right. grown over and stuff like that for awesome. the most part. That's but, cool. And and of several different designs and wood types and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So if it is an artist, that's a cool idea. I, I appreciate that idea very much because it's definitely got some some people shitting their pants about what the hell's really going on there. <laughs> yes, this indeed. Be, uh, okay, I, I don't want to go too much. We're All right, every, everybody, everybody that's li- listening to this, uh, just know that Chris and I do this podcast uh, from across the country from each other. Like we said, Chris is a, uh, a trucker and I'm a homebody. Uh, yeah, I'm actually so, in Virginia Beach right now. So he, he's in Virginia Beach. I am in my house in New Orleans. And uh, we do it through Skype. Uh, that's kind of why he sounds like he's on a phone like we're working stuff out to get that done but uh we do it over skype so i see him you know lounging in his truck and everything like that and like the dejected look on his face when after i did my my terrible appalachian accent and he said oh it's worse (laughs) it if if i had thought to screen cap that moment that would be the, the logo for this podcast because it was like confusion along with complete and utter defeat and just <laughs> just sadness and and but I love it I love it and I cannot wait to hear more about it I so wish please. it was I wish it was better than this I, I like I said I needed something that was that was more modern times that was going to be a little you quicker. need something modern times that's that's in the U.S. because a lot of our if not exactly. most of our listeners are going to be from in and around the U.S. Uh, and you know, shit. We we have places too. You don't have to yeah. be a, a, a twelve million year old uh, land with people living on it to have weird shit. So uh, so yeah, man. Tell us about some of our weird shit. Even you know what though? I, I can't ridiculous. even say this is weird. To be honest, I, I mean, and this is no disrespect to the people that live in this area or anybody else that does buy into this one, but I cannot. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. I can't buy into this one at all. That's and okay, and okay we, now we've talked about the rest of them being debunked by a natural phenomenon and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So I'm not saying I buy into any of that shit either. Yeah, it's, I, it's, that's what it, I was it, about to just, say. There's stories, and it, it it just is what it is. But I, I will say that this one sounds like it is straight out of a B horror movie that awesome. didn't even make it to being a real horror movie. It's Ooh. just. The the initial like screenplay for it. Like, is or, it is it Plan Nine bad to where you we can enjoy how bad it is, or is it just bad, bad? Is it like Puppet Master Six bad? I mean, it's not even as intricate as that. It's but it's very <laughs> it's very classic and very American cliche. Let, let me just okay. Let me just go. Let's hop on in. Yes. All right. So if you're ever in. Uh, Hellum Township in uh, York, Pennsylvania. I will never be there. No. I guarantee if I'm ever there, it is just passing through. But I've probably been there uh, with this with one of these trucks I've been in. Fair. So, right. So, Hellum Township, not a whole lot going on. It, by all accounts, on every other front, it's a normal little town. There's nothing much happening. But there is this big-ass forest nearby, because it is fucking Pennsylvania, and the majority of the state is mountains and forests. So there's a lot of shit going on in Pennsylvania. To be honest, there's a lot of cool stories. 
in Pennsylvania. There's a lot of weird shit. It's got its own monsters, even. Like, there's, there's shit that's mm-hmm. happening in Pennsylvania. So I'm, I can't take all the credit away from it, but this particular story... Okay, so anyway. Um, <clears throat> apparently, they're convinced that there's a gateway to hell in this forest. And, you know, see, the thing is that there, there's couple of conflicting stories certain people tell it one way certain people tell it another way right. it's kind of a grapevine sort of thing that had been passed down and down and down so one of the one of the stories is that the seven gates of helum um they, they say that there was an insane asylum there on the town's outskirts and apparently it burned to the ground sometime around the 19th century. Okey-dokey. But according to the actual legend, the inmates, most of them criminally insane, of course. Of course. Of yes. course. Uh, most of them escaped only to be recaptured. What does it say? Using a tall series of fences and secure gates. Now, okay, so there's your seven gates right there. Uh, uh, okay. Apparently many of them were beaten to death in the process. However, they say the records show no asylum was ever built in that area or on that plot of land in any way. So what you're saying now is that it was a ghost asylum. <laughs> that the, well, a, let me let me correct myself. That it was a soul asylum. The, oh Jesus! Oh no! That no, no, no. right no, next no, to no, the soul no, asylum. You did that. There was. You did that. There was a runaway train. And you it was put nev- that back in your ass. It was, where it was you never found going it. back. There was one so, way on a one-way track. Oh It God. seems like I should be getting somewhere. <laughs> Somehow, oh I'm neither here nor there. I think I'm gonna throw up. Runaway train, never coming back. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> what a horrible song. Hey, man, you brought up Soul song. Asylum. Uh, hey, man, they terrible. found a lot of missing kids with that song. I don't doubt it. I really don't doubt it. It was a super depressing video. And yeah, I, I just, I have, I have this thing against music and movies and shit that depress people because I don't have, I don't need any help in that category i need help staying upbeat and happy so it's either it's either happy or angry for me i'm either like jamming to the hardest metal or i'm fucking bobbing my head with some good hip-hop or some nice you know dubstep or some shit like that like Um, i maybe that's why like i i'm just always so happy man i just I, i listen to like ska and punk and and stuff like that, and it's it's always it's just sarcastic, happy, fuck you music, and I that's what that's what it I do is. because I, I'm sar- I'm sarcastic, happy, fuck you guy, and uh, I like like I've told you before, my my ex fiance, uh, the week before she broke up with me, you know, looked me in the eye and, and fucking as serious as serious could be, said, "Why the fuck are you so happy?" <laughs> and I said, "Oh my god, because uh, I'm not a miserable bitch." So let's That's keep on really with that. Like you, you be you, and I'll be me. And if you're not happy, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna be sad for you. So, but I see, I see your point, man. Music can elicit wonderful feelings and strong feelings from everybody. And if you really dislike a certain genre and type of of music, I can see how that would 
bother you. And we're still talking about Soul Asylum, aren't we? I, well, <laughs> anytime somebody says something about hating a genre of music, what I immediately go to country. I despise country music with a fucking heartfelt passion. And, you know, that's... I, I don't hate country people. I just absolutely fucking detest their music. And that's fine. And that's fine. And, you know, I, I, cool, say, the, I say the same thing to people that like country about people that believe in God. It's like, that's your business. I'm going to do that's me, cool. and you do you, and we'll be happy. It's cool. We can be happy being we, separately. We happy. So what happened <laughs> at this, at this quote-unquote soul asylum, Chris? All right, well... That's pretty much it, as far oh. as that, as far as that that whole legend goes, as uh, uh, that portion of it. So mm-hmm. the conflicting alternate story tells of a doctor who once lived in the town, um, and of course, this was at the time when the whole everybody's a fucking devil worshiper, Satanist, blah blah blah. So the man. Now, can, can I take a stab in the dark at this? Was his name? Dr. Feelgood. <laughs> but he's the one that makes you feel all right. Shouldn't Isn't a doctor he? make you feel better than just all right? I mean... Like, if you left your doctor and he was like, how you doing? And you're just like, I guess I'm all right. Like, that's not a good doctor. Your name is Dr. Feelgood. Also, if he also feeds your Frankenstein, you you can't ask the man to, to do... He's only one guy. I guess. Right? He's, he's a Frankenstein, Frankenstein food and store. And make you feel amazing at the same time. Fe- yeah. You know, I, my mom told me that I wouldn't be able to take care of that Frankenstein when I brought him home, and <laughs> I've just, I've proved her right at every turn. I just, I can't take care of that Frankenstein. Those doctor bills are just insane. They just get, they just get to be too much to handle. <laughs> okay. Even if say something else, make you feel say something else that right. I can bring it back to terrible music. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so some of the grapevine accounts say that the dude was that that the doctor in the town was a Satanist. Some of them mm-hmm. merely just say that he was eccentric. Either way, weird guy, right? right? So apparently, they say that that he designed a series of strange gates on his land, okay. and they they supposedly followed this winding path running deeper and deeper into the forest. Where the stories somehow agree uh, is that if you pass through the gates in the in the correct order, which okay. that's a thing with gates uh, that go to the underworld. For some reason, you have to pass through them in some sort of certain order. And I guess that makes sense. It kind of shows that, like, I mean, I guess that you're a true believer. Maybe that you're learned enough about it to to know the correct sequence. So you know like what I mean? The, the first step is acceptance. Yeah. You know, step by step. step. Um, ooh, baby. Uh, oh, no, no. The first step is denial, isn't it? Um, I don't know. Or, is it or is it anger? Hmm. Anyway. It's uh, always the first one. I'll tell you that. That The first step is always the first one. Okay, so we have the uh, the different gates that you have to go through in a sequential order to make it into hell, basically, correct? Yeah, I don't know what the deal with that is, and it's weird because you see that in several different religions when it comes to gateways to hell or their underworld. It, it's always in a specific order, so you got to do things 
correctly, or I don't know, you don't get to go to hell. Is that that's like so a, weird? Because like punishment, or like what if you have to go through one, then seven, then four, then six? It's like how do you go through seven without going through two, three, four, five, and six? Like well, if they're all in a row, but but in in this other one that we're going to get to, you actually have to go and find them. Hmm. Okay. So so, so it'd be yeah, like gateways in different parts of some area. Yeah, this particular one now, the the story like it like it said the old man or the the doctor, crazy doctor. Did, did they happen to name the doctor by any chance? No, they didn't give a name for it because it's okay. all just just a, a local fo- yeah, exactly. It's yeah. just a <laughs> it's folklore legend. Gotcha. <clears throat> Which actually I I double underlined the statement in my notes here, dumb as fuck. <laughs> it's just dumb as fuck to me. So, yeah. but anyway, it's still it's 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 local. Here it is. So, yeah. So if you go through all the gates in order, the story says you go straight to the underworld. Only the first gate is, is the only one that's visible by daylight. The rest oh, of them, God. I guess, show up somewhere as you go through the first one, and they're just that's, along this winding road some kind of way. But but there's no actual accounts of it. Okay, there's so a gate. There's one gate right. on this dude's property. But that's <laughs> And he's it. probably fucking tired as so shit sick. of people going to his property, walking through his gate and being like, what now? Guaranteed. And then knocking on his door and being like, hey, where's the next hell gate? And he's like, get off my property. And then they're like, well, no, because we want to go to hell. And then he's like, I'll take you to hell. And he pulls I'll out his fucking hell. AK. And then he just like <laughs> puts it to their head. And then that one starts peeing himself while the other one's running away. And then he starts screaming, I thought you wanted to go to hell. And then he just starts hey. blasting away. And then the cops come. And then, but that guy's like, hey, man, I was standing my ground, you know? And uh, maybe and he's then, got shrooms on his property. Yeah, well, I mean, that's how, that's how, uh, what's his name, that uh, shot the black kid in Florida? That's how he got off. Who, what? By what? <laughs> talking about shrooms? No, Saying the kid not. was trying to steal shrooms on his I'm not, I'm not talking about that. Okay, let's keep going. So, is, is that it for Crazy Doctor, Imaginary <laughs> Gate thing? Up. Yeah, that's, man, that's pretty much it. There's, there's not a whole lot to this story. Like I said, it, it's, it's your classic everyday... You you could have seen that in five different B movies. I don't know. It, it's it's, it's scary bullshit to tell that your that one kid hears from his older brother, and then he tells all the kids at school, and then exactly. when they get old enough, they all get together and head out there to to try it out, and and then that's when in the B movie they actually find the gate to hell, and then they all die except for the the one nerdy chick at the beginning who's now hot because her her hair went down and like she lost her glasses. And uh, yep. and then she yep. gets out, and she's all bloody, and her 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 clothes are torn, and like you can see like one of her bra straps. And then that truck she picks her up in the middle of the red. road, and then and then they're driving off, and she's like, "Oh my god, thank you, everything's okay." And then and then the driver of the truck looks at her, and he's got cat eyes, and you hear dun, dun, dun. you hear Vincent Price laughing in the background. <laughs> I wish I could do that laugh. <laughs> I wish I could have cat eyes. All right, so we staying in uh, in the good old U.S. Actually, we are. We okay. are for so, for our final one. 
Um, and I do have one more after this, but uh, you know, it just depends if we have time. All right, uh, we'll we'll see how we're at. We're we're running okay right now, so let's see. Now, this one here, I really would like to go back and do a full episode on. So I'm really just going to touch into it, which which will probably okay, yeah be yeah enough room uh, yeah for just give us a little uh, little taster here yeah okay well this one is in our good old hometown of New Orleans Louisiana uh, of course this let's do it is the gates the seven gates of Guinea actually Guinea Guinea isn't that the fat kid from that movie from when we were kids. <laughs> The fat kid from that one movie that time that we saw on that day. No. Yeah. Remember when it was <clears throat> raining? No, no, no. This is not that kid. That okay. That's the Goonies. You're oh, of, you're and that's not the Chunk. fat kid's name, right? Chunk. No. No, he what did the truffle, truffle Shuffle. That's, that's, what, that's right. what I'm thinking of. That's, that's right. See? That, was, yeah, okay. that was Chunk from the Goonies. Okay. And, and his homie Sloth. Sloth loved Chunk. <laughs> yes. What were they going to do with all those jewels at the end? What is he? Is dad going to go to a pawn shop and pawn all the jewels to save their house and the town? Bullshit! I call bullshit on the Goonies. Yeah, the '80s movies really didn't want us to think too far into these things. No, they just wanted us to listen to the Cindy Lauper song that was playing over it, and I'm okay with that. Uh, It's good enough for you. It's good enough for me. It's good enough. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. We're back to fun song references. Oh, man. That was actually, like, one of the most difficult fucking games I've ever played on the original Nintendo 2, by the way. The oh, the Goonies? Was, yeah. was fucking nightmare. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was bad. But So, okay. So, good so old N.O. Is... of... Just N.O. It is good yeah. old N.O. The N O it is, uh, and this is Guinea spelled G U I N E E. Um, this is a voodoo mythology thing. Awesome. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, and it, you know, in doing the research, apparently the difference between voodoo and hoodoo mm-hmm. is the region in which it comes from. So okay. hoodoo is actually um, African American. Okay. Whereas voodoo is uh, is Haitian. Yeah, generally Haitian. Okay, got you. So so Correct. so hoodoo uh, was created by like uh, say uh, slaves in America, like it, or was it something that was brought over from Africa, or I think did it's they a just... little bit of both. Okay, so that like they would take uh, things that they knew from their religions in Africa and kind of mix them in this pot to make hoodoo over here. Exactly. Okay. Africa okay. certainly has its its rich history of different religions and the types of things that they practice. There, there's everything over there, just like very much uh, uh, a voodoo or a Santeria or mm-hmm. you know. I mean, they're they're all. Um, you know what? You know what else they got there? They got the rain down. Interesting in food. Oh Jesus. Oh no! no okay, go. that's that's Here the only part go. of that song that I know. So we can go on. Did you we can miss go on. it? Did you miss it? Was just it? a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, uh, so yeah, this is a cool story. Actually, it's a really cool story. Aside from the fact that it it you know it hits home for us and and we grew up 
<clears throat> with Marie Laveau and, right. you know, stories of voodoo dolls and the history in the city and all that. But not everybody did. So there's really a lot to talk about, which is why I would like to do a, a whole different episode on it. But just touching on it right now, what, what it basically is. So, okay, so you got these gates. And guarding each one of them is what's called a, a loa. The loa were the voodoo's um, gods, basically. Okay, uh, so so not just like some kind of foot soldier guarding the gate. It was a, a, a god, right? And and okay. right. So they were called the loa, but it, it doing their they had plenty of plenty of different things that they did. They didn't just guard the gates. They were gods, so they were gotcha. the gods of this, the gods of that, and you know there were men and women actually represented there, and they were while they were doing their their gate guarding duties, they were referred to as the geed, and okay, so when y these gates are the ones that I was talking about that are hidden all over the city. Okay. is what they say. So what you got to do is somehow go and locate the first gate, and the first gate will lead you to speaking to the loa or guide that presides over said gate, and then once you bring the correct offering and appease him or her, uh, you get to move on to the next one. But they have no real reason to help you. So gotcha. even though you so it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like a uh, a double dare physical challenge. It's like you have to find the Man, first do one. I miss you, Mark have, Summers. you have to find the flag in the stack of pancakes, and then you can go on to the next one. Exactly, but but you have to dig it out with your butt cheeks, and right. then pass it to your little sister. All while Mark Summers' smarmy ass is just mouth. sitting there screaming at you. It's there. It's there. Shut up, Mark Summers. You stupid <laughs> bitch. Feel for the flag. Feel for, it's only oatmeal. Don't worry, little sis. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's say we, find, we let's say we find that flag with our butt cheeks, and we talk to this. Uh, give me, give me, give me their names one more time. What, how, what we say? The okay. Well, okay. The well, uh, no, they each what... have a different name. Okay. But yes, uh, um, as gods, they're referred to as Loa, not Loa. gods. Okay. Uh, but while they're doing their guarding duties uh, of the gates, they're referred to as the Geed. The Geed. Geed. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. G-H-E-D-E. -E. All right. Cool, cool. So so we let's say we find the gate and we talk to the Geed and we somehow convince him to, to help us find the next gate. What happens then? Highly unlikely that you'll convince them to help you. Just hey, letting you past is is basically the extent of their being a nice, nice uh, guy. But right? I mean, I am like a smooth motherfucker. I mean, <sighs> damn it! Now you got me. <laughs> now you got me doing it. I was I was about to say, don't worry, Annie's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn it, man. This is you got me going. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh, well, they let they let us go. So we have to figure out where the next one is. Now, is this something that, um, like uh, through some priestess or something that we would know uh, the locations of all the gates, and it's all a matter of uh, getting permission to to pass through them, or is it like a, a you know? An if Easter you're lucky. Hunt? 
If you're lucky, it, it's if if you're lucky, you may be able to to get them to help you find the next one. But for the most part, no. It's just uh, give me what I want and move on. Good okay, luck right. on your journey, because right. what it is, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a purgatory sort of scenario. You have to okay. prove yourself and appease the gods by offering, or the loa, by offering them things that they that they like. So they're all different. They all want mm -hmm. something different. So you have to really know what you're doing. And right. it's yeah, well, like, do you know what you know what everyone loves? Um, Blowjobs. Yeah, they do. And Blow ice cream. are lovely. And ice cream. <clears throat> so it's either or. So if you forgot to stop at the store on your way, there is an out. <laughs> so I'm just you know helping helping everybody else that's listening. I mean, I'm, I'm prepared. I have ice cream on me at all times. All times. That sounds sticky, sir. And yes. I am not going to Oh, it's melting. I didn't say it was good. It. I didn't. I didn't say it was good ice cream. So it's it just cream. cream then. <laughs> and that sounds at that even point, worse. At that point, cream cream and leg uh, hair, mostly. Let me let me go ahead and throw out a little yes. correction. I apologize. Okay. I spelled gied incorrectly. It's actually okay. G U E D E. Oh, so uh, it's like almost like goody. Uh, I believe the G is technically silent. Oh, so it's like Udi. It could be Guede. But if the G's I personally nice, don't be... speak Haitian, so I, the the pronunciation escapes me. Well, then I, you're I... fired. You said specifically that you spoke Haitian, and I'm like, okay, you're hired. And then now you're telling me that you don't speak Haitian. Well, Creole is a is is a, a derivative of Haitian, and I don't technically speak that either. But I can cook it. Hey, man. I can okay. cook it. Okay. Okay. Your job is saved gets. for now. But. Yeah, I'm right. Lisa in, in HR is going to hear about this. And uh, I'm just saying, don't expect any special treatment. I mean, I, look, we had three other guys here last week, and they all said that they could speak Haitian. And only you, one of them could, but he was really ugly. You tell like, Lisa, you, I'll let her rub Remelot on my nuts if she calms down. I don't think you should tell that to the HR lady. <laughs> Why not? Lisa, I mean, Damn. Hey man, not... in my in my absolutely one hundred percent make believe office that I, that I'm making up right now, Lisa is a hard ass, and she is not one to be played with. But it's Remelod. Okay, okay, we're good, we're good, we can go, we can go on. Homemade Remelod at that, I I, I can make that too. <laughs> well, see, you should have said that to begin with. <sighs> You're always leaving out the best part. I mean, really, it's a punishment for me, because horseradish and testicles, I imagine, do not mix very well. Do you imagine that, Chris? Is I that something do. that you imagine? I do now. I never thought about it before this point, but now that I, I'm putting some, some of this good old brain power into it, it doesn't seem like a good idea on my part now. I do see smoke just of... pouring out of your ears. Like, there's, like, a little man, like, I don't know, running, a like, a fry cook thing in, inside your head. Just... I'm You're reminded of the time that I let, for some dumbass reason, one of my exes rub Icy Hot on the nether regions, and it was the worst thing ever. I don't, you know, but it was, okay, let me, let me just say, in my defense, at the age that I was, that we were, you kind of just want her hands on your nuts. 
you just you pretty much will let her do anything it's just I mean, it's not like she poured. She, she did. All right. Can you tell the people the kids, face that I'm making since you said I was said literally icy hot? just about to do that, kids? If if you could oh, see God. the face Jason's making right now, the disgust and he is appalled and in horror at why anyone would would allow this to happen. It's empathetic shock, testicles. really. It was. It's 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 bad. It was brutal. I mean, yeah, say. you think. It like I won't, brutal. I won't let anything more than like a cube of ice near me, and it that's was... like if I'm feeling real saucy. Yeah. <sighs> okay, let's 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 uh let's finish off this New Orleans. This uh, was in New Orleans, by the way. Yes, yes, this, this yes, happened yes. in New Orleans. Yes, I so, know, and, and I'm 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 breaking it off even more all than the fun usual. things, all the fun <laughs> things that could happen. All right, I, I'm really being, I'm really purposely being a bit vague with this story and yeah, not giving too many details because I would really like to go into it. Right, we, we did time. talk about uh, bringing this up uh, since. Uh, I mean, we're not gonna, we're not gonna beat a dead horse, uh, you know, even deader. But you know, we are both New Orleanians and we love where we're from. And uh, since Halloween will be coming up soon. Um, we thought that we would save some uh, New Orleans-specific uh, stories for the whole month of October. Who dat? And, and who dat Told indeed, you. Chris? Who dat Told indeed? You. And uh, we, uh, we're going to tell these stories then, and uh, we're going to put all the attention that really they really deserve into it so uh, we can bring oh, our culture out to you guys. I mean, because... Our culture. I'm I'm a little white boy, and Chris is uh, Hispanic, if I'm not mistaken. We'll go with that for now. I'm I'm a mutt of sorts. Okay, but I mean, yes. every everyone is. I got I got a little more than just white boy in me, but well, um, I was going to claim my people when when we when we go into the Mayan because uh, I I do actually have quite a bit of Mexican in me, and part of that bloodline can be traced back to um very cool yeah my area the the further south that my lineage comes from is uh is panama so i i do have panamanian in there me you go. but i mean i'm mostly you know irish and um shit like that so i've never had panamanian food but i'm totally down i, I swear to god i thought you were just about to say i've never had Panama- panamanian in me but i'm totally down cuz um Now it's my okay. Awkward, awkward sounds. Awkward sounds. Okay, so <laughs> so let let's finish let's finish up this story right quick. So um, you find the gates. What happens? And you, like you said, we're in this sort of uh, purgatory. So now, would people necessarily have to be dead to start this journey, or is it like a, I want to check out hell? I'm going to go find these gates and and rock it. Well. Uh, from what it seems like, yeah, you kind of got to be dead to pass through all of them. Okay. But to find the first one, maybe not so much. Uh, okay. The main loa that that presides over gate number seven, which apparently is the most important one, um, <clears throat> his name is Baron Samadhi. And we will definitely go awesome. more into Baron Samadhi because he is... Just an awesome-looking character. Picture uh, a, a damn near seven-foot 
black man with in your old timey uh, type of suit with a top hat, you know, and and he's got um, white skull painting over his face. Awesome, awesome. He's kick ass with a, with so a like cane and everything. The the actual like black dude with a skull painted on his face, like the original, because like I've I've definitely definitely seen that in this horror is movies. The guy. Uh, either in and around New Orleans or about voodoo. And, uh, yeah, so to learn that that actually comes from something true is Oh, this is the guy. I can show you some cool depictions so of him. Metal. That is And awesome. he's, he's actually been depicted in several different things over the years, um, movies and TV shows here and there. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> actually, uh, one, one that we'll go into eventually, because I would like to do... A, um, I would like to do this as an episode one. Uh, never mind. We'll, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, that later. So he was actually depicted. Here's one that 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 a, a lot of people will know. He was depicted in the uh, the Disney movie, The Princess and the Frog, the okay. one that I, had that. That's one I haven't seen. It's the only black princess. Uh, well, yeah, I, I do know all all that good stuff. It was all yeah. based in New Orleans mm-hmm. and. Basically, she made a deal with Baron Samadhi to help save her parents' restaurant. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so Baron Samadhi, you get a good idea of what type of... And now, you, of course, you know Disney fluffing and such. But for the most part, Baron Samadhi was the guy that you ask for things. And you got to trade him pretty steep payments for okay. what he allows you to do and what what he helps you with and such so yeah you uh okay so generally <clears throat> the newly dead are sent uh to a kind of purgatory before traveling to meet their ancestors so these gates are the purgatory the ancestors are are basically floating around in the ethereal quote-unquote deep waters okay and, and that's where they are that is what's known as guinea the deep waters are Guinea. Um, okay. So there's plenty of tales, plenty of stories of the voodoo priests or priestesses themselves being able to open one or two, some of the gates. Okay. Uh, apparently they're the ones that lead you to the original gate, to the first one. Um and they uh, can pull you from there and put you back in your body to create a zombie, which uh, we will also not go into right now. Uh, well, it, it's it's in your head, in your head. All, zombie, uh, zombie, zombie. A, I set him a, up again. A. I'm sorry, kids. I'm sorry. Well, you had to say zombie. I had to quote the cranberries. It's just a, the way the world works. A, a. I don't That's know how right. she did that. <laughs> oh, man. Such fun things we can do with our voices if we're weird little international girls. We're not going to talk about Bjork again because we know that Jason thinks she's a fucking pixie. She's, she's a wood nymph, man. Come on. Spreads. Who knows what that dust is that she's throwing on you, though? That could be anything. You don't know if oh. Iceland has, like, a meth problem or... No, that that's... That's a uh, crystal meth mis- mixed with uh, um, what is it? It's like a like a drywall kind of dust. Yeah, it, that's the stuff that gives you mesothelioma. That's gross. That's yeah. gross. That's no, gross. it's bad. It's bad. You don't want that. No. <laughs> I, Are you just, 
Are you okay? Fairy dust. You? Fairy dust oh. <laughs> made me think of. I don't know. My mind was trailing. Uh, yeah, mesothelioma is nasty. We don't yeah. want. No, it's it's bad. Asbestos in it's our bad. lungs. Uh, so yeah. Uh, okay. So even though the exact location of the gates have never been disclosed ever, uh, right. that's kind uh, of important. Yeah. There have been suggestions over the years that a clue may lie in the quote-unquote Vive, uh, spelled V-E-V-E, or okay. which is also, it's, this is the voodoo word for it, I suppose, is the Vive, uh, but it is the summoning sigil of Baron Samadhi himself. And for all those who don't know what a summoning sigil is, it is the symbol that you draw on, uh, I don't know, the ground or parchment or whatever the ritual is you're trying to do. The summoning sigil is the sigil that represents whatever spirit or entity you're trying to contact and and uh, uh, converse with or whatever it is right, you're trying right. to there's, do. There's so, just a, cert- there's a certain symbol that you would draw. <clears throat> and then, exactly. uh, you know, you'd go into it, some stuff would pop out of it, you'd talk to whoever. It's uh, If you've ever gotten into uh, Adventure Time, when uh, Finn and Jake go into uh, Marceline's you know, underworld show. home, you know, he, draws, he draws that weird little face or whatever on the wall and then throws milk at it. You know, yeah. that's a sigil. That's a sigil. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's it's called a sigil as opposed to just being any normal little symbol because it has a very specific purpose. It, yeah, it has a specific power to it. So, yeah, apparently somewhere in the summoning sigil of Baron Samadhi, there's a clue to where to find the gates. Uh, I don't know how that is. I still am looking for his summoning sim- uh, sigil trying to okay. find uh, if anybody knows what it looks like or has found it please let me know i would love to see that um, i'm gonna keep searching but um <clears throat> they describe it as being a crucifix surmounted by seven stars uh so i'm assuming the cross with seven stars above it kind of in a crescent moon above that, maybe that sounds like a good uh, guess to me maybe all the way For around sure. uh, i'm not really sure uh so seven stars uh you know referring to the seven gates crucifix um yeah haitian culture was definitely definitely saw their fair share of uh pilgrimages of Christians and that whole scenario. So, you know, after after a while of dealing with certain people, some of their shit bleeds into your shit. So right. that that's it's, what we got. Especially especially when you're a, a slave and uh, and you have to. I mean, you you know, you're forced into this this world where you're completely alien, and so are all of the beliefs of the people that you are now surrounded with, even if there are other Africans uh, and, and you know, other other slave cultures there with you, uh, you to coexist and commingle, you need this amalgamation of, of all these different backgrounds to, uh, to come together for people to create this new uh, civilization for themselves here and have their own identity. So mm-hmm. I, I always thought that 
that especially uh, voodoo and hoodoo were really, really interesting things, not just because of where I'm from, but because of what they represent uh, for the people that created them. So, yeah, exactly. it's very cool, and I can't wait to do, you know, a lot more about it. So, okay, so, and I agree. This research is just going to be so fun for me. Um, so here's the last little piece of that. Uh, apparently the crucifix with the seven stars, uh, it, it, the idea apparently is that if you, if you hold the symbol up and align the crucifix itself over the crossroads of Canal Street and Basin Street. Okay, wow in the French Quarter, the stars themselves fall on notable surrounding cemeteries. So oh, okay. gotcha, the idea gotcha. is that there's a gate in each of those cemeteries. But as That's you know, awesome. in New Orleans, there's so many damn cemeteries that you really got to be sure of what you're doing. You know, I'd really like to see the symbol and then a map and you know and make have it, it you know, blow yeah. everything up to the right size and all that kind of stuff yeah I, i'm really curious as to where that really? lands because uh, if you people listening aren't completely aware uh from pop culture that uh new orleans cemeteries are all above ground uh we don't bury our dead because the mausoleum. we are we're so far under sea level that uh the, the the first flood would uh you know bring all these bodies up and it does happen oh it, it has sure happened does. and even in katrina the the ground the ground level uh mausoleums were broken and there were bodies everywhere uh, i wish i could find pictures that my, my girlfriend and i at the time that i lived with in alabama had come down uh, to visit family, and we went through the cemeteries, and there were plenty of mausoleum with a busted door where you saw, you know, oh, this no. old body in there. <clears throat> and, oh uh, no! It's it's as it's as neat and creepy as people make it out to be on film and television, uh, because it's that fucking neat and creepy. So yeah, it totally yeah. is. It totally is. Indeed. I so have... just knowing that there's this sigil that is is the stand for those cross streets and certain cemeteries and that's where these gates are supposed to be that makes the story not 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 just more real to me uh because i know where these places are and could visit them but it gives it it lends credence to its uh its its genuineness that uh as far back as this has been written about that these places have been there and uh, that they have that power to these people and that's oh, awesome the, to me. The, the history of the city itself and, and we'll definitely go into it there's a there's a few different things you know for uh, that, that we can talk about crazy history in this in this city and <clears throat> just knowing that this religion came from another country yet it it uh, what's the word i'm searching for it it morphed itself into mm -hmm. being this crossed uh, uh hybrid absolutely you know yes, and yes, then yes. and then it it took in the culture of the landscape and and just the way things were and how everything was going on at that time and man it's just it's so many factors that that come into play and and then this it is evolved, what we get it evolved to live or it evolved to to uh to spread in the place 
that it was formed. Uh, just like you said, all these different religions and, and, and faiths and backgrounds came together and turned into this thing that was perfect for uh, this this little area of the deep south that we live in. Uh, the, the swamps and the, 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 the mysticness of it all. It, there's, there's such... It, and yeah, the voodoo's a little goofy. I mean, you know... Uh, anything that has to do with you know you because i can leave my house right now and go buy some voodoo dolls Mm -hmm. like that's super easy to find and super easy to get and supposedly they're blessed by voodoo priestesses and made by voodoo priestesses and uh you know it's silly and uh it's a little goofy but it the beliefs behind it are are actually creepy as shit very and, uh, very creepy that's exactly what i was about to say if if i were a believer in anything then that would scare me but it doesn't so i i, I <laughs> also take it as uh, it's on the goofy side to me but it's interesting as shit man like i just love hearing about it i really do especially if we get to actually talk about marie laveau and people could know her for more than just being the the voodoo queen uh, whose grave oh, was will. desecrated by by visitors. Then, you know, I, that'll be good. That'll be good. We will definitely go into her, and we'll certainly eventually be talking about uh, Madame Lalaurie as well. Oh, um, I actually I was reading about her today. <laughs> I was reading about her today. That so terrible, much cool shit. Terrible, terrible, terrible bitch. Oh man, oh. it was. She was vicious. There, there was. There's a lot of stuff oh. to be said about that story. Like that's that's going to be an entire episode. Its own. Oh, for sure. Uh, that I, was I'm one of the, the very first true to life uh, New Orleans ghost stories I, I ever read in middle school. Uh, my mom's friend wrote a book about uh, true, you know, Louisiana and New Orleans uh, ghost stories, and her story was. Uh, it was hard for me to make it through. Uh, so we'll just say that. But anyway, all right, we're running uh, d- now. We're starting to run a little bit long. So uh, I think now would be a great time to, to go ahead and say that, uh, you know, if you want to hit us up, if you want to uh, give us any suggestions or, you know, just uh, tell us hi, man, or tell us bye. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, I just want to hear your voice, man. It's been so long. Please anyway, no dick pics. I mean... Unless you got like a really nice one, I mean, you know, I'll I'll check anything out once, but hit us up at <laughs> see no hear no speak no pod at gmail dot com, spelled just like it sounds, and just uh, like that, it sounds. that's about it, man. So for this lovely little show of ours, I've been Jason Rambo. He's been Jason Rambo, and he's. <laughs> uh, you see, you see what you're doing. He's Chris Berrios. Go ahead, say what you've been. Chromosomes. Uh, I've been getting hot, actually, but <laughs> also Chris Berrios. At and the you've same been time. listening to see no, speak no. Wait, see no, hear no, speak no. See what you <laughs> did to me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, UFOs, conspiracies, and murder. We'll see you people next week. Later. Mm, Two, twelve.